Thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Pyatt. Welcome to another Creating Dementia Solutions. It's a Miles from Memories program here on Access Vision and a podcast as well. So watch the Miles from Memories Facebook page and website for details on when these episodes deploy. Today we're talking about physical activity. After all, the Miles from Memories mission includes the word movement, right? So uh, let's talk about that today. Ann Clark is back with us from Senior Health Partners, a member of the Miles for Memories leadership team to help us talk about movement. Hi, Ann. Hello. Welcome How are back. you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Glad you're back with us today. We probably should be running around talking about this or walking around. At least walking. Yeah, it's hard for them to follow us with the cameras when they when we do that. So we're sitting for now. However, there are benefits to movement, and obviously so, because Miles from Memory says it right in the mission, movement. But this really is good for any of us, right? It absolutely is. I think one thing that we forget about, you know, many of us sit a lot with our work, you know, I'm but raising my hand. Yeah, research shows that, you know, every 50 minutes you should be getting up. Think about being in a meeting for two hours. Right. You know, you feel a little odd standing up, but honestly, we should all be getting up. It moves all of our blood, it gets the airflow going. So it's a huge benefit. Movement just everything. You said 50 minutes, five zero. Five zero. You should Boy. be moving, you should get up. 10 minutes of every hour. For 10 whole minutes every hour? Yes. Even if it's walking to the kitchen? Is that okay? Well, <laughs> it might depend on what you're doing in the kitchen, but yes, it is. <laughs> right. It is yeah. a huge benefit. <laughs> All right. So this is important, though, because uh, this does improve brain health to do this. It does improve brain health. And even if you're walking to the kitchen, you know, we all need hydration. We need good nutrition especially for those who have a chronic condition. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need to feed our body good things to have better benefit for your, your life all the way around. Mm -hmm. So what about the risk of disease? The notion is that movement can help with that just in general, right? Absolutely. So think about from a mental health aspect, and there's great debate on where dementia falls in. Is it a medical condition or is it a mental health condition? Hmm. And, you know, I, to me, and I'm no clinician as I say often, but it affects both sides. Your cognitive abilities and restraints affect your medical. So making sure that you're taking care of all aspects of your body are important and very critical. And that feeds the brain. It feeds the brain. Think about sleep. If you have interrupted sleep, you're tired, you get restless. Sometimes we get a little angry or anxious, and it's all because we need to recharge our body while we sleep. Right. So good sleep is imperative as well. Well, I tell you what, I used to interrupt sleep all of my life practically, and you never get used to that interrupting your sleep in the middle of the night to get up and do an early shift. Oh. Man, that really makes a difference. I see your list also says helps with balance. I have a friend who he went out and bought this fancy uh, 
a treadmill, which you don't have to do, by the way, no. but he did. And he is always concerned about balance and worried that he won't have the same kind of balance as he gets older. So balance is critical because the fear of falling, just being worried about it, increases your risk greatly that you will fall. You know, the more you say, I will, you typically do. But balance is critical for using the restroom. You need some good balance. You don't want to fall. You know, just getting out of your car. It takes balance to get out of your car. So working with balance, and I'm glad that you said that you don't need the fancy treadmill because honestly, you can sit and you can march and you get just as good a benefit as if you're standing up marching. Chair dancing or something? You can chair dance. (laughs) Chair dancing is the best. But when you think about it, you can get your heart rate going, Mm -hmm. right? You can move your arms. You can get a lot of benefit. So it doesn't take fancy equipment. It doesn't take dumbbells. You know, we can use soup cans and a tube sock, (laughs) and you get just as good a benefit out of it. Wow. Tube sock. I thought about that in a long time. I might have a few of those left somewhere. So this also can help with challenging behaviors. What does that mean, Anne? So typically many behaviors are a result of something that a person without the disease has. So, you know, we typically will stand over people to talk, not thinking about it. We will cross our arms. We will have nice facial expressions, and that can cause reaction, right? So if you start to, you talked at the beginning about walking, I learned from working out at the Indian Reservation, when we would walk, I learned so much history because it frees us to say whatever we want to say. So walking is a huge benefit, and you get a, it just relieves a lot of stress. Yeah, interesting. So what should we remember out of this? If you're going to walk away with any kind of information from this movement discussion, what is it? Well, I think it's important that we remember, first of all, to ask your physician, what should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? Mm-hmm. Exercise is imperative, and nobody knows your medical state like your physician. So include them in the process. That's important. You want to make sure that you start slow with exercise. If you start out working out for an hour and a half, which doesn't give you as much benefit, I might add, um, <laughs> but if you start out working that much, the next two, three days, you're going to be really sore. And what's the chance that you go back? Mm -hmm. So goal is start slow, do what you can do, because even if you only do two reps of a certain exercise, it's two more reps than you did yesterday. So you always want to build on it. Starting slow is important. I was just going to say that, building on it. And that really makes a difference. And I can speak from that personally, the idea that As you exercise more, your ability to do more increases, especially if you're careful about how you go about doing that, and also know it from the reverse. So I was out pulling weeds this weekend, getting up, getting down, getting up, getting down, and afterwards, geez, Pyatt, you really have lowered your strength level because I was feeling it more after having done that 
than maybe I would have if I was being a little more active, just generally. I, I think that we forget the if you don't use it, you lose it motto. Yes. But we do lose it, and we lose it quickly. That's true. So the more that you can do, think about just commercials. You're watching a show, a commercial comes on, do toe lifts, do toe raises, stand up, sit down, do squats. Squats is one of the most beneficial exercises we can do as we age. Interesting. That probably helps balance too. Balance, endurance, you know, your strength, you want to work at it to keep it. Right. All right. And so think about your ability too, right? I mean, like you said, you don't want to do an hour and a half right off the bat and then regret it afterwards. You don't want to go run a marathon right now? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, think of what it takes to train for some things. And we typically don't do that because, first of all, we forget that we're aging, right? Right. (laughs) And we can still do what we did 25 years ago. Well, maybe we can, but maybe not as well as we did then. Right. So show yourself a little grace. So we're back to that conversation with the physician, right? What do you recommend based on a person's, or in this case, this conversation with your physician would be my ability level, my challenges, and they'll tell you. Absolutely. And we think that asking our physician is not necessary, but Everyone is different. We are all unique. And we could both have a heart condition, but it's different for both of us. So you want to make sure that you include your physician. Your physician, it's critical that they know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and what you're not doing. Right. So they can chime in if needed. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's really cool that you brought this along. Senior Health Partners has a number of free exercise programs for seniors. I said free. That's a good price. Yes. What about that? Tell us, Ann. So we work alongside the Calhoun County Senior Millage, and they offer funding for some of our exercise programs. We have 12 different exercise programs that are supervised by a nurse. Okay. So you not only get the benefit of the exercise, you're getting health education along with that class. So you'll come in, you'll talk to the nurse, you'll look and see what conditions do you have? What's your blood pressure today? Because if your blood pressure is high, should you necessarily be exercising? Wow. So Stuff we may not think We don't about. think about it. We yeah. think it's better for us. And at some ranges, absolutely, you can exercise to bring it down. But if your blood pressure is really high or your sugar level is really high... Right. You know, so health education is important. We've got Tai Chi classes. We've got a yoga class that we've started. So just a lot of benefits thanks to the Calhoun County Senior Millage for supporting us. Yeah, and I would imagine, too, that you probably see power in numbers, right? The idea that if I say, at least this is what happens to me, if I say I'm going to go do Tai Chi tomorrow and it's just me, tomorrow comes and I, well, maybe I'll do it the next time. You know, and you start to do that. But yes. if you know that you have a bit of a social element to it, it might motivate you more. Absolutely. We have classes that range from eight people up to 60 people. Oh, my. So you can have, you can meet new friends. Social isolation progresses any disease. So getting out and being with people. And again, you could do 
two reps of one exercise, be in class, but being with other people is critical for all of us. Mm -hmm. We were made to be with others. Yeah, well, we learned that through the pandemic, didn't we? We did. That, that isolation thing. And just think about that for a second. You just walloped me with that isolation point. If you don't do this, there's an isolation factor that may complicate things. Right. We all need somebody. As we start to age, we hear a lot of people say, all of my friends are gone. Uh-huh. But you can always build new friends. And think of what that's doing to you cognitively because you're learning about others. Mm -hmm. So it's education, yeah. even when we don't think about it. All right, free exercise programs through the Senior Health Partners Program and the uh, Senior Millage, which funds these programs. Yes. So you probably have these listed on your website as well, right? And uh, certainly watch for updates on that through the website because you'll want to know when those are and where and all those details are there. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast version of this episode, you can click through to the show notes and we'll show you the information for where these are located. Movement, such a big part critical. It's a critical part. Thank you, Anne, for uh, reminding us that. We appreciate it so much. You're so welcome. Anne Clark, here on Creating Dementia Solutions, a Miles for Memories program. I'm Richard Pyatt. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>